Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, descends. This is Tribulation Farce. I am Tim Lanning. This is Jennifer Cheek. Hey, my wife, by the way. Oh, oh, so you, you, you had to go further. I was ready to go. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to keep it uh, quick, but also different sometimes, and I do yeah, apologize. You gotta, you know, try new things out. How you doing? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's um, June 28, 2022. Uh, Roe v. Wade was struck down on Friday, so not great. Um, but before we get into that too much, mm-hmm. we have a few things we need to address from the last episode. Yeah, it, and it's basically, we support the Supreme Court. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's uh, weird how overlapping 2022 <laughs> things are. Well, oh. well as Jennifer's going to describe, um, it, it, there's a lot of um, neoliberal people that think that... Uh, the dang old uh, Republic fell in 2016. <laughs> um, but I think the important thing to know is we lost the war in like 1980. At least. So. And honestly, you could probably just like keep pushing it back and pushing it back. <laughs> yeah. But no, Tim, I meant you need to address your statements that you said that a Lutheran believed okay, that babies that? were in heaven. Oh, yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, it was because okay. uh, absolutely, I knew uh, my stepmom was not Lutheran. Got it. Okay, so just to clarify for listeners out there, we don't think Lutherans think that babies are in heaven. I also don't not think that. I mean, but it, could, but it sounds like they don't. From no, no, what no. people are saying, I was. Um, uh, I'm not going to apologize. No, I'm not saying to apologize. Ever. I'm not saying to apologize. I'm just saying to clarify. Mm-hmm. That's some evangelical shit for sure. Yeah, and I think I should clarify Ajize. Uh, I like Lutherans. Uh, oh, Lutherans are like very chill. Actually. I went we when I used to live in St. Louis before the time that I currently live in St. Louis. We went to a bingo night of like a like a charity thing. I think at a church, even though I don't think it was technically a church charity thing, but, but it was at the church. It was at the church, and I was like, me and my brother, were like, hey, can we uh can we bring beers to this? What's up? <laughs> and she's like. You can't bring beers to this. To da, 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 da. So we get there, and these old people next to us pull out a whole handle of Jimmy Dean or Jimmy, Jimmy, Dean. Jimmy Dean beers. Wait, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy Dean sausage bun. Jim Bean uh, uh, whiskey. Wow. And I'm like, God damn it. See, that goes hard. And I think that this is a thing that Tim and I have talked about a lot. Like, I think if you grow up Christian, but you drink, like if your denomination or church like drinks, you have a lot more likelihood of being cool. Yeah. But like no Christians that don't drink are cool. They're just not. Okay. Okay. 
And actually, we we're we're gonna get into booze <laughs> in these chapters and too. I, we're, you know, we're throwing out a lot of statements, and I I personally don't get straight edge people. So there's probably some Christian straight edge punk people that think they're cool. But straight edge is different than no one should do this ever. That is true. That's usually I feel like usually straight edge people are just like. I don't want to do this. Yeah, and often, and oftentimes they're like, I did cocaine. Exactly. And like, obviously, whatever. I'm just saying, if you grow up in a church, like, at least like Catholicism has like, like style. Yeah. <laughs> it's I just wanted to, I just wanted to point out that just in case, and I do explicitly mean straight edge Christians, not all <laughs> straight edge people, because I knew a lot of them in high school. They're around. They're around. Your music is, they, I mean, straight edge Christian music. Get out of here. Ugh. The other thing I wanted to bring up that, came up last time, uh, Laura Gro-Nyberg on Twitter let us know that Stonegal is a parody of Rockefeller and I want to kill myself. I mean... Do you get it? Stone Gal uh, Rockefeller? Oh, uh, that's... It's lit. so bad. That's so good. Like, honestly, Tim Lahane... Like, Jerry B. Jenkins, you must pay for your crimes no, if that was you. <laughs> this is not a... Uh, Jennifer does not speak for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on, on this, on this point, unfortunately, I hate it. I hate it a lot. I think, um, I think it's good, mostly. No, uh, and so now that we got those things out of the way, now I can get back into the depressing shit, mm-hmm. which is talking about Roe v. Wade. And as I have talked about in some of our previous episodes, you know, we're doing this because Left Behind is funny, but also because it has real impacts on our current day lives, and I think. Roe v. Wade being overturned is a great example of that. So I wanted to give you guys a little background that I actually just recently learned that I did not know this. Mm-hmm. So Tim LaHaye was a Southern Baptist preacher. The Southern Baptists did not care about abortion <laughs> until pretty recently. And actually, and you can go look this up on the Southern Baptist Convention's website. Like they have like their different referendums that they've passed. In 1971, two years before Roe was passed, they actually passed a resolution supporting abortion. Right. So not, it's not just that like, they didn't think about it, didn't care about it, or didn't want to touch that yeah. hot button issue. Like, no, it's good. We no, like they, it. Like, and they specifically, like, it wasn't, they weren't supporting it just in cases of rape or incest. But also, I'm going to quote directly from it. If there was clear evidence of severe, de- if there was clear evidence of severe fetal deformity and carefully ascertained evidence of the likelihood of damage to the emotional, mental, and physical hmm. health of the mother. That's insane. Yeah, and not only that, but one year after Roe, in 1974, they passed another resolution affirming the previous one, saying, we're still cool with abortion. Right. They did not actually pass a resolution against abortion until Reagan was elected in 1980, and that's when shit started to get real bad. So, uh. in addition to that... Uh, and, uh, an actor president. Mm. Mm, wow, that's so... An actor president who's not all there mentally? Weird. Huh. Weird. Um, and then I've talked a lot of shit about Tim LaHaye, and we'll continue to do so. Yeah, we do not like Tim we LaHaye. We hate him. But what I found out that really does suck is that his wife, Beverly LaHaye, is still alive. <laughs> oh. She's not dead. So we should watch our... 
our our mouth. We should watch our asses. Um, and Beverly LaHaye, you would think like, oh, she's like a pastor's wife. Maybe she's not doing anything. No, of course she was. <laughs> she founded an organization called Concerned Women for America in 1979. And it was initially a reaction against the National Organization for Women. It was just basically mean like, we hate feminists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then obviously went on to be super anti-abortion, anti-marriage equality, against the U.S. being in the U.N. Like That's so fucking weird how often <laughs> – I mean, I'm sure it, it's happened consistently, but like separa- separation of church and state. I mean, it seems like they only take it meaning the state cannot fuck with the church. Yes. Meaning, because, please let me be tax exempt. Because the other piece of it is that actually Concerned Women for America also was campaign or, you know, trying to convince people to allow Christian teaching and prayer and shit in schools. So they don't want separation. Yeah. They want their religion to be the main one and for no one to go against them. So interesting. I just find it really fascinating that Tim LaHaye essentially didn't really turn anti-abortion until like 1980. And these books came out in 1995. So it was was not like this was a super long, like, oh, they've always thought this. And I like didn't, I just kind of assumed that, oh, evangelicals have always thought that way. They super didn't. This is pretty recent. And it was a concerted effort (laughs) by political groups to make, people think abortion was yes, bad. Because they tried to do interracial marriage. Yes. And then uh meaning like they are going against it. But then like, oh boy, even for us that's bad. I mean And they Bob- tried a few other things and then they finally stuck abortion. Yeah. And that worked. Well, so because they, they also, don't give a fuck. They, they also just to win. they aligned themselves with the Catholics and I think that was where the abortion gotcha. thing came in. Um but like Bob Jones University did not I'm pretty sure I might have this date wrong, but I don't think they allowed interracial dating or marriage until 2000. That's what it's really uh, late, and that's where obviously that Tim LaHaye went to school at Bob Jones University. So yeah. it's all it all, all comes all comes. Circle. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I saw a tweet thread that I didn't retweet because I didn't know if it was hashtag fake news or not. But uh, he went through and kind of searched the term abortion. From like papers in the late 17, like 80s and 90s yeah. and stuff like that. And he expected that the word wouldn't have been used. Yeah. But it turns out the word was used a lot mm. in the context that we think, meaning abort. Um, and similarly in right. the fashion of abort a fetus, including the just as many instances of using it as an idiom as using it as, um, oops, someone got an abortion. Yeah. And it's the implication seemed to be that people only talked about it if something bad happened. So like one of the stories was, um, so-and-so didn't (laughs) cheat on his wife. He didn't want to go to a traditional midwife. Mm. And the implication there is like midwives just gave abortions. Who cares? I mean, they so he did. <laughs> he did. He just got some herbs. Turns out oh, the herbs were arsenic. Oh no! Killed, poison, killed his um, mistress, and that was seen as bad, uh, as opposed to being like, well, she should have kept her legs closed or what have you. I mean, there was abortion in the Old Testament. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like there was like a thing of like if you think your wife cheated on you, give her these fucked up herbs, right? And, <laughs> and the baby will fall out. And I just don't know if like. People aren't being taught natural abortions, or if they're just like much more dangerous than we thought. Like when you take those oh, the natural ones the, are very dangerous. The moon teas, yeah, and that shit, shit is like that. not good. It yeah. actually can like shut your liver down. So that's if I give a little PSA, look for your local abortion and reproductive rights organizations. See what they're saying. They're gonna have the best idea of wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know personally for me, we live in Missouri, so this is very. Um, 
real to me. <laughs> yeah, we knew that going into it. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I can't imagine this is true, but please, like, I, I hope to God uh, no one listening to this is, is like, uh, pro-life or, or uh, yeah, you know, anti-abortion. Anti-abortion. Because uh, it's part of the reason why we wanted to do the yes. podcast, Making Fun of the Books, as we've said before, is how all this shit from the religious right, the evangelicals, uh, uh, touches all this. So it's, uh, it's fucked. But. Yeah. I mean, I've been reading a lot of older bu- bu- books from this time period when, you know, Roe v. Wade was first, you know, put into effect. And I, I do, I am concerned that there's just a huge effort right now to push women, <laughs> well, push everyone into the like, you know, hetero family unit and to push women to stay home with their children and have lots of children. Like, I don't think necessarily that they're going to like actually ban women from voting. I think right. it's going to be more disenfranchise them, keep them in the house, keep them weighed down with, you know, taking care of lots of children that they didn't necessarily want. Right. And yeah, even the, the, the Supreme Court is just going to be like the federal government can't stop a, uh, a governor from Georgia from running over a gay man in his <laughs> truck. Like that's, that's, you know, that's his religious exp- expression. Yeah. So they're not going to most likely – uh, out and out say gay marriage is illegal. What they're going to do is allow you the know, states to decide. Quote, Brewster quote. County, Oklahoma, yeah. to to ban to no not issue. So it will gay effectively be certificates. illegal. I mean, that's already been the case. Isn't that so fucked up? Of like the only th- way to keep these things from being illegal is to have like the biggest law in the land be like, don't please don't do please that. Please don't. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, anyway, I had well, I had to talk about it up top because it was just too on my mind. Like it's it, not even. It would have really flown with the 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 the, the chapters we're reading right now. <laughs> they don't really mention abortion at all. No zero abortion. I actually do kind of want to go search for the. I'm sure abortion comes up. Like I'm actually like fascinated to see when it comes up for the first time because I bet it will. Yeah, I bet Carpathia is just going to be oh, giving abortions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know Hattie Durham's getting an abortion. Oh. Or actually, maybe the opposite, though. Maybe he Dude, wants her to have her, his devil no, baby. Um, it, this, is, this feels like something. <laughs> you remember, like you're remembering things? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm making up a lot. I don't of, remember shit, so. Well, like I said, all the characters <laughs> become the most important people on the planet, uh, including Hattie Durham. Yes. So. <laughs> Christ Queen. <laughs> yeah, so I could talk. Like I, this is not it's me. Paramore. I can't remember anything, but I could totally see Hattie dating my main man Nick, like Carpathia, and then her calling Rayford, like he made me an get abortion. an abortion. <laughs> I gotta get this devil baby out of me. Yeah. Um, see, I did the voice when I, we were when. <laughs> there's a running joke of when we test our microphone, Jennifer does a voice, and I'm like, that's not helping anyone. Test with That's your not voice. how you talk, but sometimes I do talk like that, Tim. Yeah, but you mostly don't. I mean, I did it just then. To- Anyways, <laughs> chapter six, Left Behind, book one, uh, booze. Yeah, man, we start out this chapter with Rafer chugging three inches of whiskey. Right. Bro, that's kind of a lot, it, right? It's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Because typically, in the, <laughs> even in television shows. Usually like an inch. Yeah. In a cup, in a fancy cup. This is not a shot. Right. This is in a, like, whiskey glass. Yeah, that three is. Inches? Yeah, that's you, so much. Usually, that's like a full glass. It's a bit much, yeah. <laughs> Which I think, and, and they talk about him just throwing it back. I don't know if you can you do can you do that? Alcoholics can, I guess. But, like, uh, it's it's funny because in television programs they usually just do such a small amount, and I'm like, oh, cool, whiskey for children. <laughs> uh, and Jerry B is like, oh, it's either a 
they don't drink that hard, so they just kind of assume. I think they don't know. I don't think they know what a normal amount of alcohol is. Did he mean three fingers? Because that's that's usually what people say. I think that's probably what he meant. And then it was like, I don't really know. It must be an inch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that is very much the vibe I get is that he does not drink alcohol. And it's like, it makes me think of one of my friends from grad school, Katie, who doesn't drink. And she would (laughs) pour us. A full solo cup full of wine. <laughs> like, Katie, you can't, no, you're like, going to kill us. <laughs> I, I don't drink, but I want to help you. Yeah, it's like, uh-oh, yeah. it's a Katie drink. Be careful, yeah. everybody. It's like, you're, you're about to be down for that count. So that really uh, put me in in the mood reading this, because it's so <laughs> weird and funny. Uh, and he was on an empty stomach, which is even weirder and funnier, but... Um, he's basically like, I'm about to get like a drunk. I'm already... Oh, <laughs> shit, I'm sad. <laughs> Should it, should I be feeling it already? Is this normal? Oh God, he falls over. But do it, yeah. Take drinking unless he's has the weirdest. Even with a shot glass, that's yeah, three inches. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a that's a big shot glass. But good for Ray. I mean, if if he would have said like he put one of his fucked up square ice cubes <laughs> that Irene got him from think, Sharper Image. I don't think those existed in that's 1995. So I don't think things were that cool then. They did exist, kind of, because they had metal. Uh, um. I see on a Mad Men's. Mm. They had metals, metal uh, ice trays. I like, just rip it up. I mean, maybe Rayford did have that, but while he's chugging his three inches of whiskey, he has a. We have yet another like flashback memory, mm-hmm. and Ray is reflecting on how Irene used bathroom logic to convince him to keep the booze from Raimi. And what I mean by that is, did he you say l- bathroom logic? Yes, because she literally brings up. Basically, she's like, oh yeah. You should hide the booze. And he's like, well, isn't that dishonest? And she's like, you tell your co-pilot that you're going to the bathroom, but you don't tell him what you do in there, right? Checkmate. <laughs> and he's like, Irene, Irene. Oh, my Don't goodness. talk about doo-doo. My goodness. <laughs> Especially not an airplane. <laughs> not ladylike. Uh, Irene has a point. Uh, you, we should talk about doo-doo more often. Yeah, she's a doo-doo girl. She loves it. Like, tell me more about your bathroom habits. This feels entirely how I approached... The idea of my parents drinking when I was a kid, so I, I'm with Raimi here. So you didn't want to see it? Oh, I remember seeing my dad who, like, drink. Before I was, like, 20, uh, I probably saw my, or, like, 18, I probably saw my dad drink three beers. I never, never. Oh, your dad doesn't drink. My parents, yeah, yeah they, like, don't drink. My like, dad there was did, never alcohol. My in dad my house. doesn't really, didn't really drink ever at all either. That being said, like, I saw him have, like, a beer yeah. three times, and, and I was like, oh like, no, he's gonna die. And you're like, he's going to hell. He's going to hell. <laughs> So I wish I had a slightly more uh, 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 healthy relationship, but it was funny when uh, I lived in St. Louis before. Before I yeah. lived here, now, yeah, my dad uh, visited my apartment, <laughs> and I had Jim Bean uh, whiskey there, and he's like, "Oh, get rid of it. that's the hard stuff." <laughs> Jim's like, "I'll get rid of and it." He was like, "In my belly." I, I actually, <laughs> you did, literally, I did, no, I remember oh, specifically. Yeah, Jennifer <laughs> was not joking. My dad told me to pour it down the drain. I go, "I'll pour it down my belly." Glug glug glug. He didn't like that. <laughs> Whatever, Shane Strap's like, get over it. Uh, but yeah, Rayford, he's being drunk and sad and thinking about Rainy, which is a horrible nickname for your child. Like, yeah, my why? phone did not like typing that. It's like, no. you mean Taylor, right? Like, Taylor. Uh, but all of a sudden, with the booze coursing through him, Rayford is like, I need to find the Bible <laughs> <laughs> to save my daughter, Chloe. Yeah, the unfortunately, gang. The Bible makes oh. the, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible. The Bible. There's the Bible. a lot of Bible in there. We're getting ones. a lot of Bible stuff. Oh my God. That being said, if we can still kind of 
approach Rayford being like, fuck, the rapture happened. Guess it got to be a Christian. Kind of like how we say. But like, <laughs> right, if it happened, we'd be like, well, well okay, shit. I guess. But for him, he's a- approaching it like a mystery. And I do think it's kind of funny throughout this, like, what the fuck is the bi- like? Is there like what is the uh, Bible? <laughs> is there like a index? No, I actually thought it was super funny, and I'm actually, it, it will, I think we'll get into this a little bit more later. But I am very curious if you were a person that didn't really grow up like familiar with the Bible, and this happened, where would you start? Like, where would you like? What would you look for? Yeah, because like I can't even like begin to answer that question because I've been so steeped in the Bible my entire life. Yeah, but if a person like truly is not super familiar with it, like it's like this is too long. There's too many words in this. <laughs> How do I read it? Uh, there was also a part in this that really made me laugh, and I'll read this quote now. Irene had always talked of a loving God, but even God's love and mercy had to have limits. Had everyone who denied the truth pushed God to his limit? Was there no more mercy, no second chance? Maybe there wasn't, and if that was so, that was so. Like, like the concept of Rafer who got, like, not taken to heaven being like, well, well, if God decided not to, that's just fair. Like, oh, that is such a Christian brain yeah. thing to say. But like, also follow- well, it's fair that God is going to send me to hell for eternity. Right. It also follows <laughs> his, uh, boomer brained, like, I'll walk. I'm going to walk. Exactly. It's like, I deserve this punishment. I, life is misery and that's right. all I deserve. And, you know, it's going to consistently happen every time we meet a new character. It's, gosh, we sure were stupid <laughs> to not think that the rapture was going to happen after we heard about the rapture from weirdos yeah. who did, don't drink or fuck me anymore. <laughs> so, uh, you know, ring the bell, take a drink, whatever. It's... Uh, it's going to be something that we think about every single time something is written about a person before they're a Christian, after they're, yeah. they're a Christian. All are the faults there to make a better character or all the fa- faults there to show that this is why they're not saved. And I feel like, like it's more play. I think it's more of that. Yeah. I think that any uh, deep character like traits or development is by accident. <laughs> That's what I think. How dare you? So, uh, R- Rayford then goes into his m- memory palace thinking about how Rainy was a mama's boy, but he wasn't effeminate. He needed to, he needs you to Listen, know, my son's not gay. Not fucking gay. Sure, he played dress up and dolls. Sure, <laughs> sure he kept kissing boys in the playground. <laughs> but- no, I just, I'd like that, like, being like, he was a mama's boy, but he wasn't effeminate. Right. Like, you, he's gotta let us know. But a lot of this, it does just make Rayford sound like a prick. And he, he does, he and, sounds like an asshole. And he knows it. And yeah. he's like, that's why I'm always confused. Like, what are we supposed to take from this? Are you trying to pill, uh, our, our daddies out there to oh, become God. Christ- be better dads? Be better Christian fathers? I doubt it. I'd rather you not. Yeah. Cause I think to <laughs> I don't want are, you to. I just think it too, like, I can't remember. I don't, I'm wondering if Rayford gets married. Oh, he does eventually for sure. He does? Oh yeah. I forget. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, isn't that weird? Cause he knows he's a Christian. Yeah. And he knows, yes. they have to bring that up. They have, like, are they gonna, like, okay, are you gonna go sister wives in heaven? Right. Like, I think what their answer is that you don't, you don't do sex stuff in heaven. You don't do relationships like that. Boo. Which is like, that is where, okay, I mean, the Mormon, Boo. the Mormon concept is like, you got your family on your planet for eternity. Yeah. But Joseph yeah. Smith got one thing decent. <laughs> kind of <laughs> right. Kind of right. Because, like, again, to me, this is, like, goes back to, like, heaven sucks. It sounds bad. It's like, yeah. you're telling me 
furry turner i'm never gonna fuck again right <laughs> no thanks i'm out but yeah like i said if the the option is hanging out at like the world's most boring and weird hotel lobby yeah versus like eternal hellfire. hellfire i mean like yeah but good thing it's all fake so it doesn't matter <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Rayburn's reflected on how unfortunately Chloe took after him, and that's why she is still a godless heathen and still yeah. upon this earth. So we end this chunk of the chapter with Rayford got to do more Bible stuff to save his beautiful daughter Chloe. Is this where he puts his uh, the uh, Raimi and Irene's clothes in a box? I think that's a little later in okay. this chapter. I might have even forgot to put that in as a note. So well, let's mention it now. Yeah. Uh, he does something that I think we even touched on the other uh, early in episode one or two, uh, two, uh, where you gotta have a bug out bag of yes. your partner scent just in case. Yeah, you gotta go huff it. Sometimes. You gotta go huff it. So, so, so when the depression gets too much, I did like. So what he does is he grabs uh, Raimi's clothes that he got raptured in, which I think was like a t-shirt and underwear and socks. Yeah. So imagine <laughs> like, Ray my just huffing undies. <laughs> Weird. But not that weird. There were, there were, like, a lot of, like, weird little sentences in this chapter, like, talking... Hold on, actually, now I want to read one, because it was just, like, so fucking wild. Actually, this is a spoiler for the end of the chapter, so... Just do it now, who cares? And with that, he slowly ate his cookies, the smell and taste, bringing images to him of Irene in the kitchen, and the milk making him long for his boy. <laughs> like, that's one of those sentences that, like, out of context, like... What? This is a little queer here. Uh, the, the milk making you long for your boy. Okay, Rayford. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, this chapter is full of strange things, and I think it's just because they're hitting on that grief yet again. And yeah, it's trying to be like the leftovers, but again, way worse. Even right. though the leftovers didn't exist then. Right, exactly. <laughs> it was still trying to be that, but doing it badly. Yeah, so he puts uh, Raimi's clothes in one box and Irene's clothes in another box, his jack-off box. Oh, so he can just do the two, he's gotta go get a huff of each yeah, one back Yeah, today I feel like huffing my son, today I feel like <laughs> I need to my smell wife. my boy's milk smells! <laughs> yeah, like, cause I was nervous that it was gonna commingle, cause like, you know he wants to jack off into yeah, her, Irene's, her ugly her flannel. flannels. <laughs> Uh, but then he's like, I'm hungry. I know what I'll do. I'll go eat eight cookies and milk. I need to go eat my wa- my mommy wife's cookies and milk. My mommy wife who's in heaven, by the I way. I just ate three <laughs> inches of whiskey. I sure could use some more sugar. I sure could use eight chocolate chip cookies for dinner. The only negative thing I have about this chapter, other than Buck being in it, is... <laughs> well, the bad news, he's in all of them. Uh, they don't mention Ray's... Horrible diarrhea. Oh, you know he heartburn. had. Oh man. Oh, he had to feel so bad. Oh, that would feel like three inches of whiskey on an empty stomach, and then topping that with eight chocolate chip cookies. Buddy. And like four. Like I have no, no idea what time you got it the is. rapture shits now. Yeah. <laughs> like why'd you not eat just like a piece of bread? Like you don't got any ramen noodles in your house? Like nothing? No stofers in the freezer? Oh man, that'd be sick if there was like a leftover <sighs> pot roast that he like bitched at Irene. You're making uh, beef stroganoff again. again, bitch. Wow. Mm-hmm. So now let's go over to Buck. He's at a CD motel. I hate Buck. Buck is so annoying. <laughs> we get again like an immediately like kind of flashback because he listens to the voicemail from Dirk Burton <laughs> again <laughs> that he'd already like kind of been talking about but again this is where uh conspiracy theory like wee, new world wee. order shit is happening um tim would you read this quote here 
This is from Dirk Burton. This is excerpt from Dirk Burton's voicemail. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not going to do a Welsh accent, so. No, don't do that. <laughs> Something is cooking, and I don't even want to suggest what it is other than in person. Visit me as soon as you can. In case that's not possible, let me just encourage this. Watch the news for the installation of a new leader in Europe. What does um, that mean? You, well, he's talking about Nikolai Barbaric. I know that, but like, what is the new leader? Don't they like, doesn't the EU or UN or whatever, like, the, the, the UN like appoints people from like Ghana in like small countries, I think. Or I made that up. I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't you're think, talking about. I don't, I don't think the EU has a, a leader. I also don't remember, well, even though I took a class. But he's just it. saying there's going to be a new leader in Europe, not in the EU, just like in Europe in well, general. Yeah, the EU didn't exist so he's when ta- this book was written. Oh, fuck, you're right. But he's, I think mean, he's specifically talking about Romania. And just, but not saying it. So wait, what are you saying? <laughs> what I'm saying is the way that he says it, like, li- like it's a leader within Europe on the whole. Where, like, when you say when you when like Merkel, yeah, came on the stage, you didn't say, "Oh, there's a new leader in Europe." Okay, this is where I think this is just not a very well written. I think book. you're right, but <laughs> I think that's just why he, I don't think that he made well, anything bigger by. It. I think but I think you're technically right, right but that's what I'm saying is I think. We're going X A to B to C of like Nikolai's going to be the president of Europe. Well, I think that is maybe it's foreshadowing right. that. Um and man, the way they like <laughs> explain what's going on with oh, Nikolai yeah. in this chapter really makes me it's laugh. Like, okay, the condor, as we talked about, yeah. is grooming the dolphin. I mean, frankly, I do feel like Dirt Burton kind of rules because he's like doing like clandestine like sp- not only spy shit, but I guess kind of. He's kind of spying. I hope Buck gets to uh, uh, meet uh, or try to find Dirk later, and he's just like decapitated and rotting you, in his. Flat. Oh, you don't remember? No, I don't know what happens to Dirk Burton. Not at all. I do. Wow, <laughs> you're one upping me today. Nice job today. Today is your day in well, remembering things because I did read this book, so oh, I know right. mostly what happens in this book. <laughs> um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're gonna love it. Yeah, I mean, if Nikolai Carpathia doesn't kick him off, like I don't know that weird shaped building in London. Oh, like, oh the, the gherkin? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, the Burj Khalifa, like, the highest building in the world. Like anything. Well, I was going to say like any of this, but uh, take place in, like, Dubai or whatever, but I was like, you know what? It might, though. It might, though. It might, though. Well, because eventually it takes over, like, Jerusalem, but that's obvious. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. I mean, that's, like, book nine. So after Buck listens to his Dirt Burton voicemail, <laughs> he gives his, his papa a call. Which he said by, he's co- going to call out West again. I was like, what does that mean? Who's this? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Who's this family? I mean, obviously context happens right. very quickly, so it's not that big of a deal. I I feel like so so in this conversation, we basically find out that Buck has a weird relationship with his family. Oh, I hate Buck. I hate, he's so fucking annoying, but also his family sounds annoying too. His family f- sounds like your family. <laughs> but not as nice. <laughs> yeah, like so cuz less racist. Yeah, so this yeah. basically his dad, we get the Info that his family resents him for going and being a big Ivy League journalist boy with clout. Right. Um, instead of being an oil monger. Instead, yeah, being in Oklahoma. Yeah, right, because weren't they in like in Oklahoma? Something like that. I they, they said explicitly, I don't remember. That's Wait, not, West. Why do they say West then? No, it's Oregon. No. I swear. 
It was something. I don't remember now. I, I think his family's like from Oklahoma. So yeah, it was all whole thing of like, oh, you're going to the East Coast mm-hmm. and the liberal elites and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But now that Buck's getting those cover stories, his family only wants to hang out with him for clout. And it's really <laughs> funny because it's obviously that whole thing of like, we disown you. Wait a second. You've become a rapper, an actress, or an Instagram influencer. Suddenly, I love you again. <laughs> Can I get tickets to your next ins- Instagram influencer event? Yeah. But they do it because he's a world-renowned journalist and that's very very as the kids say cringe it is very cringe and also hilarious in the Mm -hmm. context of 2022 when like the right wing is like we want to execute journalists (laughs) (laughs) so i don't feel like that would still work in today's day and age like the yeah i mean they would hate him probably more uh, yeah, they would like fully disown him, like, like oh, our liberal elite son. He's part. Of, he's part of the cabal. <laughs> You're going to New York to be a journalist. Fuck off. So another fun thing that happens in this chapter is that we really get into the topic of fake Christians, which is going to come up a lot. Because it comes they, up a lot. They need uh, people to know the lore uh, and to be like, fuck. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna meet some more of those folks, uh, and it's very interesting. And it is kind of a terrifying thing to read when I don't know you're twelve. Oh, oh you're yeah, these books. Oh yeah, and you're like maybe I'm not a Christian. Maybe I didn't do it right. So yeah, so the, Buck and his dad are having a convo, and Buck's dad says this: "You always get into this liberal East Coast baloney. You know good and well we had you in church and Sunday school from the time you were a baby. You're as much a Christian as any one of us." God, that's where you're wrong. Well, and that's what I think is so insane about how we, uh, on a meta level, on a reading the book level, it, by putting ourselves in the eyes of a Christian reading this level, I have no idea how to take this comparatively to now because it's like, here is a good old boy, a blue collar yeah, yeah. oil monger <laughs> saying liberal bullshit at him meaning like you know you're you're you don't know shit fake news like it's liberal but he's arguing for it not being the rapture yes because he's still there yes which is 110 percent opposite of the vibe i assumed that we would have like this is the first essentially fake christian we get yes it's not one of the the flavors we're gonna get many flavors we're gonna get several flavors but it's literally like the first conversation yeah so because of that, it, it kind of hits a, a little, a little harder, and it's really weird. Like I just don't know if it's because Jerry B and LaHaye are so rich they just have nothing but loathing for these people, or yeah. they didn't think about it. They just wanted like, okay, we've already made Buck this, so what's next in the storyline? Okay, well we should introduce this here. Oh, isn't that weird that we're you know <laughs> putting this on the good old boys and like well well not really they're this happens to them too yeah but it's like the first ones we're doing it's so like- so what I was thinking about is like okay like what denomination is this church out there because like if he's from like Oklahoma zone I I swear Oklahoma came up with him at some point I feel pretty confident let's, let's we agree it's an O. It's in Oregon, Oklahoma, whatever it is, like Ontario. I actually was just saying, it was like, what if they were like Lutherans or something, like a more chill? Ooh, gross. Maybe they were like a more chill denomination. But like, what this also <clears throat> made me think about is what counts as a Christian? Because there's extremely right now in the uh, aftermath of Roe v. Wade being overturned, there's a big swatch of people being like. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's not a real Christian. Like, this person, I don't, Trump's not a real Christian. And it's like, well, I think if someone says they're a Christian, they count as a Christian. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, the heart, Jennifer. Who are we? <laughs> and growing up, for me, like, I, I'm assuming you were taught the same thing. The only thing it takes to be a Christian is to be saved, quote unquote. Yeah. Call on Jesus. You do it one time. It counts forever. Right. But it's, like we've said before, it's not just saying the words. Yeah, it's meaning it, it in your heart. So, like, obviously, Trump is not a Christian, but Marjorie Taylor Greene might be because she's a maniac. Like, she does go to church. Like, a lot of, and that's, I think that's the thing. Um, I've been following a, uh, a person on Twitter, Chrissy Stroop. I forget what her exact handle is, but she started the Empty the Pews movement and just like critiquing Christianity in general. And she brought up a really good point, which is that if you try to distance yourself, like being like, oh, that person, they're not a real Christian. You're basically saying, Christian Christianity is inherently good and it's never bad. Yes. Which is not true. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but it's just not true. Yes. Uh, and, and even from, like, not a ex-evangelical perspective. Right. Christians are people, too. They're people. Right. You can't just be like, these people are embarrassing me, so they're not part of it. Like, right. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And even when I was in the church, um, it, w- it, it was easy to defend, you know, mega church, fake preachers, you know, all these horrible people – because it just felt not our problem. But then the moment I started sticking my toes out, I'm like, bro, I mean, you got to take care of your house. Yes. And the fact that we don't, you know, we being me at the time, trying to be a Christian still, was pretty illuminating. Yeah. Um, and this is like before all the like cover up stuff. From like sexual assault cases through you yeah. know the Catholic Church and then the and Baptist the, Church and the Southern Baptist Convention also. Yeah, I mean I think which is extremely ongoing right now. Yeah, and I think we're gonna find it in. Uh, I was gonna say all churches, but I think anything where there's any organization, supervision, small amount of adults around kids. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, I just think it's really interesting that there's this tension in Christianity of like both like progressive Christians being like, the conservative Christians aren't real Christians. And the conservative Christians being like, the progressive Christians aren't the real Christians. Like, right. everyone, who's the true Christian? Right, like, but it's it's both of your faults. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not to like, I'm not trying to shit on like progressive Christians who are like really out there doing the work and being welcoming and being helpful to people. But, but like, don't come yell at me when I get mad at Christians. Right. Like, and, and don't like, talk to other. And, don't talk to the bad ones. Okay. And like I <laughs> said before, part of the rubric for a lot of the the progressive cool Christians that you know get it is they typically don't. You know, they don't. It, it's for very much part, yes. like if someone talks shit about someone, or like subtweets someone on Twitter, and then if you automatically think it's about you, you're somehow admitting mm. that it could be about you. It's yep. like, wait, I have dirty armpits and I don't wipe properly. <laughs> Yeah. So in that sense, in my experience, and obviously that's not science, because I I guarantee that people who are the good Christians that we're referring to get tired of people shitting on their faith I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But also, we're in America. I don't give a shit. This is the burden you've taken on. This is the burden. You believe in something that's not real. And it's (laughs) it's doing untold amounts of of issues. Yeah. And you're supporting, broadly speaking, an evil empire. So another thing that comes up in this section that I think is also very Christian brain is Buck says this. It was the lack of any connection between his family's church attendance and their daily lives that made him quit going to church altogether. The day it became his choice. 
Now, I thought that was an interesting way of framing Totally. That. Buck would never have thought that. Because no, he Buck would absolutely is, not have. This, yeah, this was the, like we said, this is why it's so weird and interesting to slightly dissect each of these points is because this is absolutely the author writing on the page to point out, like we were talking about before, yeah, they just weren't real Christians. Yeah, they were lukewarm. And so that's why it turned Buck off to it. It's and like, spit him out. I have never been turned. I did not leave Christianity because I was turned off by lukewarm Christians. No, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I was turned off by crazy ones. <laughs> right. No, I mean, totally. If I saw people like, oh, you can kind of be cool and chill. Uh, that was the only thing that made me even try to stay longer. Exactly. <laughs> I, I could see hypocrisy affects people yes, in different yes. ways. Hypo- hypocrisy is a problem. I guess it depends on what he means by lack of connection. I definitely and we don't took, get examples. I definitely took it as a like, they're just not super into it. They go to church sometimes. Right. And especially given all that we know about Buck and how he's framed, my man <laughs> went to an Ivy League journalist school. Yeah. In Connecticut? I think so, he went to Yale. Yeah. So he obviously is not the type Buck of Buck Williams went to Yale for real. <laughs> <laughs> I think – yeah, I know. When I went and played Frisbee there, I, uh, I we talked about it. But uh, he doesn't seem like the guy at all, even as a 12-year-old, to be like, wow, I was going to do this Christian yeah. thing, but the, the facts don't line up. I can see that you're not walking in the Lord yeah. in your day Or maybe day. that was like the spark. I had to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Why is my dad I, I not need to doing do an investigative it? piece of my dad. I'm going to be a wonderkind and scoop everyone. Yeah, I – it just really made me laugh because I'm like, I don't think that anyone that I know who was Christian right. and became unchristian, I don't think that's the reason. But it's a, it's maybe a, it is. It's, hey. a, it's a pleasant excuse and it's definitely – I that, that I'm going to you know push back against it. Okay. That absolutely happens. And it's typically – I think it actually happens a lot. Maybe it does. Uh, I, actually, I'd be really curious. It's, it's simply because we don't get explanations and it's Buck saying yeah. it. Yeah. Because there's so many people who don't go to – like and I kind of mean more like adults. And I'm sure there's kids that see their parents being shitty and just want to push back against everything. So right. like, all right, well – I'm not going to listen to the Eagles, uh, football sucks, and also God's not real. It just, I, get, I think to me, this like little throwaway line just really felt like LaHaye and Jenkins like reverse engineering to say, see, if you're not passionate about your right. walk with the Lord, then you'll turn people off. And I'm like, I don't think that's the problem. No, totally. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like everything you said is true based off the passage within the book. But hopefully most of our audience is not reading the books. They don't have the entire context. That's true. Exactly. So I just want to – and that's going to be like – you know, a little something that we're going to have to not really dance around. But being like yeah. – what we're saying is broad but it's spurred by the specific yeah. thing in the book. And then obviously like part of the goal is to spin it out and then us say some wild shit yeah. that we can't take back and, and have some laughs. I won't take it back. Know, all that good stuff. So Buck decides to stop talking to his dad on the phone and he's in his little motel and he's like, I'm going to turn on the news. And he has to see a lot of sick footage of people <laughs> disappearing, which sounds awesome and I, I want right. to see that. It's funny that they don't have more of this. And, and, I, and I kind of should see, lean into it. Right. And I kind of got to give it up that they show restraint as I hate, opposed I hate to... It. I hate it. I do hate it. I want more. <laughs> I want more. But I, but I kind of got to give it up. Yeah, and also this line really made me laugh. Buck thinks to himself, if somebody tried to sell a screenplay about millions of people disappearing, leaving everything but their bodies behind, it would be laughed off. 
bitches called the leftovers. It existed. <laughs> yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And also left behind. But also, <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. No one buy a book about this. Like, <laughs> it's, the, it's this book. It's the book. Yeah. And I guess... You know, we kind of have to give a little bit of their flowers back on it as well of they do constantly say this thing for which every reader, not every reader, but a chunk of the readers believes to actually literally is going to happen is fucking insane. Yeah. And no one's going to believe you. Isn't it crazy? Well, but see, that feeds into the persecution complex. They like that. Yeah. That brand of evangelical wants to feel misunderstood and like they have secret knowledge. Like, I think that, like, <clears throat> this is why you see such an overlap in evangelical, like, certain brands of evangelicalism and QAnon. Because they like to have the secret knowledge that no one else has. The book then gets a message from Ken Ritz, the pilot. They're going to pick him up in the morning. And then we get the most insane sentence, maybe so far, in my opinion. Tim, can you please read this? He was the type who could look at his watch before. Oh my god! This is bug. This is about bug, by the way. This is the worst. Thing I this made me so mad. This made me so mad. This made me so mad. <laughs> I was hoping it was gonna be about Ken. No, but it's not. no, we're all we'll get to Ken. Yeah, yeah. He's and later. honestly, I'm on Ken's side. We love Ken. We love Ken. <laughs> it's about Buck. <clears throat> the he being Buck. Buck was the type who could look at his watch before retiring and wake up precisely when he told himself to. It was nearly midnight. He would be up at 5.30. I, I'm going bullshit. Bullshit. Boo. I'm going absolute bullshit. Boo. Now, I will say, I am a person who often does wake up before my alarm. Like, right. shortly before my alarm. But your alarm is vaguely consistent. Exactly. It's like, like the same time. If I sit, if I went to bed and lay down, like, and I also, for some reason, imagine him, like, literally laying like he's in a coffin, like a vampire, just, yeah. like, laying back flat and then waking up. <laughs> Five and a half hours later. Yeah, well, on the dot. Uh, 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 shout out to when we find out later, and either next chapter or the end of this one. But like, it works. He wakes up he five does. and a half hours he, later. He does it exactly. And he said he hadn't moved a muscle the whole time. This is so what you're I'm not wrong. Buck is like the worst Gary Stu. It's like. Oh, this perfect boy wakes up exactly when he wants to. The, he gets all the cover stories. The only way I will ever let Buck off the hook. 
is if there's a subplot where it turns out he was almost the Antichrist. Oh my god, that, because if okay, it could have been, if there could have been a line, of if like, the prophecy was different, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if he's the Neville Longbottom. Oh of, my god, of this, I would <laughs> be into it. Okay, I, yeah, I'm back, but uh, I don't. Think, I bet, like, I don't I, think it's gonna happen. I bet oh. Nikolai's gonna say some sick shit, like <gasps> because. But you don't think I would be the the good Antichrist? Look at you! Like, but doesn't like Heim Rosen? So I really say like you do have a lot in common. That, that's fair. <laughs> okay. And the Antichrist. We're building so it. So maybe building Buck it. is the anti Antichrist. <laughs> He's the flip side of it. I hate Buck. Yeah, Buck sucks ass. He's I, really it annoying. It pisses me off that you know Buck doesn't die. Yeah, he should. Yeah, but he doesn't though. No. So now I go back over. Well, he might. Well, he I mean, doesn't. maybe eventually. No, like, he doesn't because okay. The, the, I don't know. I don't not, know. I'm not going to spoil it, even though I like to. This is the, the fun part is Buck fights at the final battle <laughs> of Armageddon. I have to assume he's like straight up on a unicorn or something. No, he's like shooting a Kalishnikov oh off of uh, <laughs> Jerusalem's walls. Okay. And then uh, okay. this is a huge spoiler, but I think you need to hear it. Much like in Naruto. <laughs> Uh, knowing that Sasuke and Sakura get together, you, you need to you hear. You need it. this info. The end of the book ends with the wall being blown up and it falling on top of Buck, and the last thing he sees is Jesus come back. <laughs> so he's like just in time, right? Just in the so nick of time. Most likely, I think Buck would have died right there. But Jesus, but right. Jesus, is like, I got you, brother. He, he scooped him up. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Jesus beams. But like I said, I didn't read the next book because I thought I was getting older. But I was like, "You're switching from the black covers to the white colors." Like I'm out covers. now. Bullshit. I and also when even when I was a super Christian, I was weirded out by prayer and all this <laughs> other like stuff, which probably meant I wasn't a real Christian. Right, was, but you were like trying to make it work, though. right? <laughs> but I was like, I don't really want. This is gonna be very embarrassing to read what these old dudes think Jesus is gonna be like. I'm yeah. not trying to have read Left Behind Book 13 that has red text in it. Oh my god, that's Wait. a joke for my Christians. Out oh, there. well, we're gonna get into that yeah. too, actually. Uh, so now we switch back over to Rayford. This is a pretty short part. He basically he gets in touch with Chloe's room, his daughter's roommate at Stanford, Yay. and she is making her way. To Chicago, slowly but surely. Yeah, and for some reason, I forgot they're in Chicago for two seconds. Yeah, but. yeah. Tim, can you pl- – so, okay, so Raver gets in touch with Chloe's roommate, and then he sits down to read the paper, and, oh, oh my, what's this article? <laughs> Tim, can you please read this excerpt? Insanity. Democratic elections became passe when, with the seeming unanimous consensus of the people in both the upper and lower houses of the government, a popular young businessman slash politician assumed the role of president of the country. Nikolai Carpathia, a 33-year-old born in Cluj. 33. 33. That didn't stand out at the time. Hey, guys. Uh, Guess what? Do you know why in my Twitter bio I say older than the Antichrist? That's why. That's why. I like. I just remember being. I think when I read it, I was thirty four. I was like, "Wow, wow, I'm older than the Antichrist." <laughs> <laughs> Unless, wait, because the Antichrist would be thirty three when he comes to power. That's right. Yep. That's what's up. Just like wait, because de- isn't that when did Jesus die? Thirty three. That's. Oh, I think I that's what the they're Jesus doing. Year. Yeah. I wow. I, 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 I'm I'm curious if they're gonna wrap that into a prophecy <laughs> thing. I'm sure they're gonna explain it to us later, but. Right now, I'm just leading into the yeah. oh, it's 33, just like Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. was. Anyway. 33-year-old born in Kluge had, in recent months, taken the nation by storm with his popular, persuasive speaking, charming the populace, friend and foe alike. Reforms he proposed for the country saw him swept to prominence and power. Oh, and guys, also... Uh, he looks like Robert Redford. Yeah, a, long, a young Robert Redford. <laughs> a young Robert Redford. 
Redford. This comes up multiple times. Yeah, Nicholas. Hot. I'm going to Google Robert Redford. Uh, Redford Young. I think he was hot. I mean, I mean, are, he's definitely hot, but it, oh yeah, he's hot. I mean, he's a he's he's very Aryan. Yeah. He's very Aryan. Oh, yeah. Look at this guy staring at you. <laughs> I am scared. Being like, hey, I'm the Antichrist, I'm blonde, baby. I'm blonde and I'm handsome. I've got a chiseled jaw, mm-hmm. and I'm the Antichrist. Yeah, eat my uh, 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 ranch dressing. Oh, that's Paul Newman. That <laughs> is different. So let's go on over to chapter seven now. Chapter seven. So we start off with Ken Ritz picking Buck up at the motel. Uh, he's gonna fly him from wherever he is outside of Chicago to New York for fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Which for a private plane doesn't feel that bad. It's honestly it feels pretty reasonable. Yeah, and like considering the situation, like you know. Um, we get Ken Ritz's backstory here, which I find hilarious yeah, and Ken, very confusing. He's like a anti-Rafer yeah. while also being the exact same it, as Rafer. Like, again, like, the plain, like, the weird, like, plain backstory is, like, yeah. Rafer has his backstory of, you know, <clears throat> choosing to ground himself after he had two martinis. And then we get Ken Ritz's backstory, which is that he refused to fly a, fu- a faulty plane. Right. And the next person who flew the faulty plane died. Yeah. But then they never, like, rehired him afterwards. Right, because they wanted to bury him because he's a troublemaker. Because he's basically saying, like, oh, the... The, the 1997 Dodge Durango yeah, explodes. It will kill All you. of them explode. Yeah. And they're so like, I'm not shut up, lie. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and even though, like, the widowed uh, wives of the dead pilots love me, here I am being a rascal. Uh, <laughs> come, come on, Kenneth. This is more your style anyway. I did think it was funny how much Buck was like, wait. What are you talking about? You can't fly it. You and he's like, I oh, don't worry about. It. Like, no, seriously, I know we're in the apocalypse, but you have to tell me why you can't fly. But can you, yeah, like, can you fly a plane? <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was funny, and then, and I sided with Buck a little bit on that, but also like, no, I mean, I think that's honestly entirely fair to be like, wait, person, I just paid fifteen hundred dollars to. Travelers can checks. you actually fly a plane? <laughs> like, did you get grounded for uh, drinking? 17 martinis before you flew? Yeah, but also... Luckily, it's because he's so honorable. Right. And that's why he got and, and it's <laughs> fired. An, it's absolutely an insane choice. But that's probably because Ken Ritz becomes a bigger character later. So, Ken's talking to Buck about his theories about what has happened. And I love this, by the way. I This is where we start to bring in Ken Ritz UFO theories. And honestly, if I were in the, totally. the Raptors, that's what I would think. So... Basically, and I'm, I'm hoping that we get more of this throughout the books, I cannot remember, but we get these other people's theories, and everyone's like, that's fucking stupid. And then they all pause and look at the camera and be like, well, we are in the biblical like, well, rapture. Yeah. So, that's no stupider. Like, to me, an, an idea that, they, oh my god, and the way that Ken says it, it's so fucking funny, because he's like, well, maybe the people weren't strong enough to resist. <laughs> Because me. it's all I had, I felt like there must have been a meeting about this line. Yeah, like to get it just right, Jerry B. You can't say this. You can't say that the Christians are weak. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, they're like stupid and gullible, right? Because they're gonna buy these books, money, money, money. Well, they okay. Who gives a fuck? They're too stupid to know that we're calling them dumbasses. But, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he's saying basically aliens psychically <laughs> stole everyone or whatever. 
dimension ripped them. Yeah, and then put them somewhere else, maybe. Maybe, and they might be dead, they might not. They might do it again, but the whole thing is they took kids <laughs> and, uh, you know, innocent one. I, I mean, he doesn't really lean into that. But, but he, basically the fact they took all these kids, it's basically, it makes total sense. It makes way more sense than Jesus did it. Yes. Basically saying, yeah, isn't it interesting that all the Christians and children are gone? <laughs> Weird, gullible, weak people who believe in sky daddies. <laughs> so I thought that rocked. I cannot believe they gave him that much credence. And that is why I'm going to take back what I said before. These books aren't that bad to read sometimes. sometimes no, that was such a little gift in there. I thought that was so weird and funny yeah. that that made it through. Now that you're on episode four, go ahead and read them. They're not that bad. They're, they're, not, they're, not, they're pretty bad. They're but. really stupid. You will have a fun. I think they're fun. I mean, listen, you got to do my method, which is number one, you got to get in your hammock. Mm-hmm. Number two, you got to smoke some weed. Mm-hmm. And then you read the book. Then you read the book. Uh, and you make little make little jokes to yourself in the the margins. Start That's a podcast of your own and make fun of it. Actually, don't. Um, <laughs> in this part, also while they're throwing ideas around, Buck tries to act like he was like best friends with Lucinda Washington, who I believe he just met five days ago. No, he's like, no, no, no. It, it was before that. He went to Lucinda Washington, sort of to apologize for scooping them back in the day. I was also confused okay. because that okay. chapter is bouncing all over the fucking place. Um, now, it's impossible. It's possible. I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Because I thought the whole thing was with that flashback was actually only like five days before. That flashback was him. Yeah, no, the, the, the flashback was setting up his relationship to her. And that wasn't just when they met. In th- that time that he met her in the last chapter or whatever, the last trunk, was him kind of doing a, a my bad bro. Uh, trying to get in the good graces. I don't believe on his way to London that he scooped it. Okay. But I could be wrong because that chapter is pretty confusing. I, I thought it was, but I mean, regardless, like he doesn't really talk about this character like otherwise. So I thought it was pretty right. rich to be like, she was my friend. Right. The whole, she's gone. The, she wasn't weak at all. The point of Lucinda Washington is she's a strong black woman. Yes. And, <laughs> so, uh. So the aliens couldn't have just sucked her up. She wasn't weak. Exactly. And, you know, I, 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 I guess, yeah. It's it's kind of cool that they did that, considering, you know, these are people who don't really consider white, anyone that's not a white cis male a human. So, yeah. gotta give it up. Yeah. Way to go, Jerry B. So that ends this chunk. Uh, no, the we're... only enjoyable Buck chapter, maybe ever, and maybe until he gets blown up by an RPG. It is purely because of Ken Ritz talking about UFOs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Ken Ritz is like, yeah. I mean, Bucky needs help, but I feel like... Pretty soon, Bucky's going to get some some characters. Or maybe he's not. I have no I idea what happens. I don't fucking know, man. Well, unfortunately, now he's flip over to Raver and he's fucking reading the Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible. <laughs> he's so, the Bible. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, but also him reading the Bible is really, really funny. So it works out. Yeah, this is where he talks about some of the, the words being in red. And I'm like, uh-oh, it's that red letter KJV, maybe. Now, Tim, explain to the listeners, because maybe there are people who did not grow up like us and don't know what the fuck that means. All right. So there's many versions of the Bible, but weirdly, most evangelical Christians only fuck with the King James Version. Uh, the reason for that is long and complicated and weird. Uh, and stupid. And stupid. And basically, the gist is they put all the words that Jesus Christ, his goddamn self, <laughs> said and read. So you can just skim through and see, like, oh, Jesus said that. So it jumps off the page and things of that nature. 
So another thing that comes up in this section, like, we're supposed to believe that Rayford, like, has been going to church, like, off and on so, yeah, for they, his whole they, life. They introduced the concept of cool church, yeah. which I dug. Um, I would love, I would, I wouldn't go to cool church, because, especially now that we have a cool neighborhood. Yeah, I don't I need, need cool I don't church, need that. But I don't know. I get the vibe of like, yeah, we went to fucking Hawaii together. We had wine coolers together. Yeah. We would like watch my cool kids. church. When, when I left town, so I didn't have to be a good the dad. The kids would go to the fucking like rock climbing gym. Yeah. Uh, Everyone theoretically sucked my dick because I f- flew big ass planes. Yeah. They do talk about that a bit, but like the book acts like, Rayford has never heard of the concept of salvation before. And I thought that was really weird. No, totally. It's a very strange second instance of fake Christians because we go from uh, what my assumption is, Christers, you know. Christmas and Easter. Christmas and Easter Christians, which I think is more of a liturgical thing, I was going to say. So like you're – the closer you get to Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your um, Episcopalians this, yeah, and such, Lutherans, maybe meth. If you have a nice, if your church is really pretty, you're more likely to do. To this. have a priester, yeah. Um, this one's different. I have, I can't really put my thumb on any of my anic data of what this would be. I'm, I'm sure this is yeah. a thing, and I'm sure that I mean, if it's just plenty. like a g- generic non-denominational, like yeah, but a lot of those they churches are about- like kind of, kind of. Are whip yeah like this is where i'm actually really curious and i want to toss it to the listeners though like yeah did any of you go to a church that they didn't talk about salvation like a christian church yeah that did not talk about salvation because to me like it's baffling to even think about that but it also was shocking to me that other churches don't talk about the rapture because there's Cause a that lot was of so the way i grew up that i don't know what's normal yeah definitely um and i went to a variety of churches and uh technically, I went to a primarily non-denominational churches, mm. which later in I found out. In the megachurch vein. No, before that. Oh, okay. Um, uh, in my, the megachurch I went to was Baptist. Uh, the, uh, th- I think you kind of label all of them vaguely Baptist, but they didn't really fuck with that. Um, yeah, I do think, well, cause, like, it's interesting for me, like, I grew up in an independent Baptist church, right. which is, Take the Southern Baptist Church and it's even more crazy. Because <laughs> we, we didn't have any structure or anything. Yeah, but I was raised in a church that was um, very racially diverse, which I That's think... That's actually really interesting. Yeah, which I think is really cool. Um, I just remember it being central Christian church. That I don't believe they hit on anything specific. I was kind of too young to know what any of their sticking points were mm. um they seem to be trying that they're really fun and you know maybe because of that but they, i don't know they seem to be trying to do their best i don't really know but then i went to calvary chapel which i believe i, I think, talked about Can i'm I pretty sure that? calvary chapel is like part of like a larger it group. is it is and uh I, i'm pretty sure i talked about it but if not basically calvary chapel was founded in the 70s and the whole vibe was like I'm trying to save hippies. Oh yeah, we and, did talk about yeah, this. Yeah, the hippies bit. walked yeah. in with no shoes. Yeah. It was therefore we're cool. My carpet and, and he's like, well then let's rip out the carpet because I want to save these people. And we and we love to make our churches in old Walmart. Exactly. <laughs> so it's basically uh, trying to get you to come there, but the th- uh, because it's like oh, pe- you know, people are used to going to Walmart, yada yada yada. But they taught the Bible um, book by book, mm-hmm. not so you go through it all, not in order. They kind of hop around. Mm. Uh, so you don't have a lot of begats next to begats, but when they start Mark, they do all of Mark. Mm. And 
I respect that, you know? If you're going to do it, like, yeah, at least, like, actually read your book. Because I remember through. the pastor being like, this is a tough one. <laughs> no, like, people don't, like, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not shocked anymore, but, like, I would say most Christians don't really know what's in the Bible. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, we had moments in there where it was like, okay, we're still a little weird. We had speaking in tongues, but that was the first one oh, where he kind of, like, stopped and goes, we had, we're, we had tongues? We had an interpretation. Mm. And kind of like saying we can move on without uh, uh, scolding that person. Okay. But also being like, this is something that happened. Yeah. And treating it as almost a normal thing. Interesting. Because I think tongues is supposed to have an interpretation. It is. But I didn't really fuck with all that. That's why that was like never like a thing at my church for sure. Definitely. So all that to say is the coolest church that I ever went to is what I would assume would have zero people left over. Right. So all that to say, I have no idea what Rafer's talking about. What the about, fuck but is this church? I have to assume there's like rich people churches that people go to, to, to like do whatever. But I kind of think that that's the churches that Tim LaHaye thinks are good. So I can't tell if he's making shit up. I, so I definitely want to hear what the audience thinks about this. Yeah. Like, did you go to church, do a church that did not talk about something? And even if it's like, you know, distant anecdotal, like my, I, I, my uncle mentioned this I just want to understand, like, what denomination this could possibly be. Or, if more likely, <laughs> Tim LaHaye and Jeremy Jenkins are talking out of their asses. <laughs> yeah. I think they're just making shit up to be mad at. Yeah. Basically. And again, like, yeah, this exists. It's just such an interesting thing to be in the first two um, fake Christians yes. that we're going to get. And we're going to meet, like, I'm pretty sure we're going to meet, uh, like, a bigger Oops, oh, I was we supposed are. to be a Christian, oh, and that are. one's much better. We're getting there. I think. Um, oh, that's right. You've, you 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 know most of this book. Yeah. So, while Rafer's reading the Bible, Ugh. he finds Irene's old Bible, and he finds some notes in there. Oh, actually, sorry. Before I get into that, I need to say one more thing. Because, okay, when Irene goes and finds her new, like, Bible-believing church, this is another very Christian brain statement. Rayford says that the church was a little too literal and personal and challenging for him. I like, like that. I didn't go. This was too challenging to yeah. me. <laughs> like, that's, that is what this kind of Christian believes. Like, yeah. they don't want to go to church because it's challenging for them. Right. Not because they think it's bullshit. <laughs> right. And he also said, like, literally, no one thought I was cool for flying airplanes anymore. And, and I that made like me, it. like, no one's, like, Rayford was in the middle of church and be like, no, this is kind of not about me. And I don't yeah, deal not, with that. I don't like it. And I respect that. I do respect that. Uh, he also bought this Bible to Irene and to kind of be like, see, I'm spiritual. Let's never talk about this again. And yeah. then being like, why did I buy her a Bible? Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. we could just consistently have Ray being like, I did something so strange. <laughs> What is wrong with me? I just happened to have this Bible here. Because it's possible it's a teardown of toxic masculinity. Let's go, Jerry B. Feminist icon. Oh, boy. So in Irene's Bible or her notes around it, whatever, she has her little prayer list. Wait a second. I always was taught you don't write in the Bible. That's bad. Really? Oh, we totally did. You underline because that's your study Bible. Because that's the thing. It was like. Oh, if your Bible's not well-worn, you're not using it right. I think, yeah, no, that's why I, I say constantly and joke to myself, um, 
a play on the like if someone's bible is falling apart they probably are they're not. not that's the, that's so the quote that's i'll say quote. it about like anything if their gamer chair is falling <laughs> apart they're probably not <laughs> yes uh yeah now that you mentioned i think i've seen both uh it, and maybe i, I for just, sure wrote in mine but i think it was probably i was confused by it because i was like wait i thought we we're supposed to treat this nice as sacred but it's like oh you can underline it but you can highlight it but da da da. My mom yelled at me for ripping out pages one time. Well, that's different though. <laughs> that's different to rip it out versus taking notes in it. They're in my way. <laughs> I kept losing oh, my sword. Oh my god! <laughs> Making your Bible more ergonomic. Page one, so that you can win sword drills. Um, Tim, Genesis one one. Do you also want to explain what a sword drill is for those that might not know? No, let's let them sit on it. What? <laughs> Sword drill is when everyone holds their little Bible and the youth pastor is like, all right, Matthew 12, 15. And everyone, whoever gets to it first, put your hand up and yeah. then you read the verse and you win. One time in grad school uh, with Jennifer's grad school friends, we got we were drinking and we started doing sword drills and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> How yeah. we had three Bibles or, or uh, something. Because we were all in grad school studying religion. <laughs> So there were like a billion Bibles around. Yeah, but for some reason I was like, would you use the Bible? But you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, no, we had laws. I, I have many Bibles. Um, but you went to an Ivy League East Coast <laughs> school, so. Yeah, but you know what? We were studying that shit, so yeah. we had it. None of you are Christians, though. And I know that because I got in a fight with the one Christian at Harvard one time. <laughs> the one Christian at Harvard. Um, so in Irene's notes, she has her prayer list which i i i for sure like did you ever have like a like you would keep a little journal with your like prayer list or whatever again i didn't it's wrong to I mean, vocalize oh to your, pray your walk with the lord i see i and see. it's wrong okay. to show vulnerability in that uh, sense and write it down i feel like i did i, I feel had like a mental note this is very much a thing but in so in it should be private you should keep yourself keep it ashamed yourself. so in irene's notes she writes this Rafe for his salvation, and then I'd be a loving wife to him. Let's go, girl. Chloe, that she come to Christ and live in purity. Let's go, girl. Like, I just love that those were the, like, like, Chloe, you better not fuck. Don't. Don't <laughs> God, do I it. pray my freshman daughter at Stanford doesn't fuck. Otherwise, she's worthless. <laughs> she's in the Ivy League of the West. Please don't fuck anyone, Chloe. Please. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, Ramey, keep your childlike innocence in your <sighs> Christianity. I'm like, yeah. Fucking Ritz is right. Only dummies. <laughs> well, like, again, like, I, I we've, we've talked about this story before, but, like, I j- remember my church would do a thing, like, graduation Sunday. So, like, all the, like, high school and college people that were graduating, they do a whole thing. Um, and a guy praying that people wouldn't go away to college and learn too much and become not Christian anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's been a thing for quite a while, but I feel like uh, we were part of the early generation where that became like a big thing that was yeah. kind of like talked about. Like, right? oh no, they're going to go to the liberal college and they're yeah. going to learn too much. And, and that's probably just Lord. because we went to college when literally when social media was ex- uh, and, existed and or in, introduced. In their defense, we did go to college and lose our religion. <laughs> that's true, but it's because I went to a Christian college. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's because I studied the Bible. <laughs> right. And if I went to a state school that barely touched on the Bible, oh. who the fuck I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. It's terrible. But yeah, I thought that was real funny. Um, yeah, him also reading the end of Revelation is really good. <laughs> yeah, he just 
fuck you're like, in the back? What the fuck does any of this mean? None okay. of this makes any sense. I get you. And also, was it was he talking about like her notes in the Bible, or she just write precious? Right. Besides the fact that things? she write. The- <laughs> I was like Gollum much. <laughs> the, the way that she writes precious in Revelation is insane to me because all I remember that that book is it's batshit. It's crazy. It is. Like back to back. Because it's it's just, you know, what, is it John or is it John? John, uh, yeah. Fucking having an, uh, a mushroom trip. Yeah, he's fucking tripping on Patmos. He's, uh, yeah, exiled to Patmos. So none of it makes any sense, but it's also kind of cool. It's just a dude losing it. Being I mean, it's, like, it's, How dare you send me to Patmos, it's fuckers? A, it's an apocalypse, you know? It's yeah. like weird shit's going on. Yeah. Um, and I did like that they said it's revelation and not one revelations yeah, and two, right. not revelation like we would think of it being like the end times, but being like literally, Oh, I had a revelation. A revelation. Yeah. 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 So that's uh, we'll, we'll switch over to Buck for a second now before we go I hate back to the <laughs> end of Rayford. So Buck does make it to New York, but the whole city is super fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you like can't get in and out. In a way that makes sense, it's like, <laughs> oh, this apocalypse happened in your small town. You don't even want to know what happens to New York City, dude. And I did feel like that. There were parts of this that were very realistic and parts that were. The part where you had to, like, wait on the platform for, like, two hours mm-hmm. and, like, one train came and was too full. Um, and then he had to wait for another one. I'm like, that was literally just my commute in Boston all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, is it under 30 degrees <clears throat> on yeah. the green line? Yeah. What was not realistic is him talking about tap, tap, tapping away on his little laptop on the train, like, as if you're going to get a seat, bitch. You're well, going to be standing up. What are you talking about? Here's my lore. Bucky pushes his way through. He says, I'm Bucky. I'm Bucky Barnes. I'm, bu- I'm the Buckster. I, I, I have to scoop. And so he pushes people all the way. But wasn't his whole thing, too, that he's like, I'll walk. I'm fine. Like, when he got off the plane, he just, like, walked. Yeah, so, but I think he ran, so he didn't have to wait for the bus. Oh, okay. Well, I assumed I was, like... He's like, I'm going to beat you fuckers because I'm going to solve... Because he didn't mention solving this crisis like he did for the airplane, but he, my man's still out here solving that's it. That's true. So yeah. he's he's elbowing, he's pushing, he's coughing, and he says, ow, my leg hurts. <laughs> ow, my, my head hurts because yeah. I got... I fell down the airplane. Rapture head. I got I, a rapture head. Yeah, I got a wound. I got a head wound. And he has to push people all the way to get a seat. So, okay, so maybe he he does get a seat there. But or Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins have literally never rode a subway. That is more what I'm assuming is they don't know how a subway works. So not everyone gets seats? Seat, like, so you like stand? Oh, or? no, no. Your face is going to be in someone's armpit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that, that just the general train fuckery I thought did make sense. And then he, it was like, the train stops. It doesn't go as far as he's even thinking it's going to. And it's like, I have to walk 15 miles yeah. <laughs> to my already apartment. already walked two miles was it to like, the train? Yeah, outside of Philly, I think, or something. Not Philly. I thought it was somewhere like I got confused. They said a lot of shit. I think it's probably like Newark or something. Yeah, like just outside of the city. Yeah. So, but Buck does a lot of walking. <laughs> These he does. He walks a lot. But Tim, he does a jokey like "God help me" when he's walking. <laughs> and then he realizes, oh wait, I'm in the the the, apoc- the Christian apocalypse. <laughs> and uh, a magical bicycle appears for him to ride. <laughs> Yeah, and he literally goes, only in New York, baby. Which is hilarious He should have grabbed a slice. And he should have got that, a slice. That bike that was like, leave a penny, take a bike, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it, he needed a big old sloppy slice of pizza that's folded in half. Mm-hmm. If he really was going to go a full New Fight York. Fight a rat for it. Yeah. Uh, so he's able to get to his office. But it's really strange because here we are at the end of Chapter 7, 
And Bucky gets all the way from Chicago to his office in like two pages. Yeah, they they do not even like talk. I thought there was gonna be more on the little plane with Ken Ritz. Right, like nothing. No, nope. right. It's like he's back. That's it. It was like okay, well, Ken Ritz, surely he won't show up again. I mean, um, or or we're wrong, know. or we're wrong. I don't know. Uh, I hope and there's he does. another cool pilot. I, he he's dope. He believes in aliens, so he's okay with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but uh, Bucky gets back to the Global Weekly. He uh, like breaks down and slobs in front of everyone, which I hate is this pretty dope. It was yeah, the shepherd was not great. I almost like because he said what, what, he said some line. Uh, on the train that he's like, okay, I'm so far behind. So the only way that I'm going to get like the scoop is if I just like write my fucking ass off. And the, I forget what the exact line is. It's just, it's just so bad. Uh, oh, and the other thing that I forgot to talk about is, um, uh, when Rayford is reading Revelation, they talk about, um, he's trying to figure out what it, the Bible means. And it's like, I will, I will come quickly. <laughs> Um, and he's like, wow, geez, what was he talking about? Uh, and it, I've, I've decided that making cum equal nut, nut ejaculation okay. is an anti-religious deep state conspiracy. <laughs> okay. Because he says, come quickly. Oh, come you don't quickly. know when I come like 14 different ways. And it's like, my mind's in the goddamn gutter. Okay. Also, Bucky in this chapter also talks about fingering the wound on his head. And I'm like, Bro. you guys have got to stop this. Bro. <laughs> Think about what your words mean. Um, so yeah, Blood makes it back. He cries in front of everybody, whatever. It, when he keeps talking about it, it's like, these are my, like, <laughs> nemesis, my competitors so and coworkers. Much, but I'm so glad to see them. And they make jokes about how good he is. But yeah, no, Buck sucks and he continues to suck. But. At least he has an emotional moment here where... I, I did feel like that did make me feel slightly less hatred towards right, him. Right, because maybe we are reading the version of the book that is, like, just barely holding it together. Right, so he's being extra annoying so, because he's trying not to cry. So I, I get that. Chapter 8, 4, we're, we're going to like Buck. That's, my, that's what's going to happen, I bet. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Flip back over to Rayford to close us out in this chapter... And uh, he checks in with work to find out his co-pilot did indeed commit suicide. Okay. They have to clarify that. So he's not coming back. He's for sure dead. Bye. Um, he also tries to check in on Chloe's progress to Chicago. And, like, it's the whole conversation of, like, oh, she's on this little puddle jumper here and doing all this weird shit. Uh, but then the person he's talking to says... Well, I'm sorry for what you're going through, sir, but you can be grateful your daughter didn't get on PanCon directly out of Palo Alto. The last one out of there went down last night. No survivors. Right. <laughs> like, what? They explicitly confirm, like, uh. Everybody on this plane your daughter should have been on died. Uh, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> after the... After it's like, yeah, rapture. totally unrelated, just different, just a different and tragedy. I'm, I hope we find out about that. That kind of felt a little bit like salt in the hey <laughs> you're left over here and the rapture wound. Uh but yeah, we know that um Rayford gets through, he knows that Chloe's alive, yeah. he talks to uh her roommate and <laughs> her roommate was like, "Yeah, I feel kind of bad that no one that I knew <laughs> disappeared and, and Ray's like, I didn't know whether to congratulate like, her oh, man. or to give my condolences cuz none of them are in heaven. They're all heathens, yeah. all your friends." So Chloe's alive for sure and she's on her way back. 
And I kind of lost track of where she is. They don't know where she is, but she's getting closer, and she keeps hopping around. She's in the Ozark. Shout out. She was in the Ozarks. Yeah, she's going around all crazy ways, but good thing she wasn't on that Palo Alto flight. So I assume <laughs> she's going to be in the next chapter, or the next chapter or two. She'll be in the next I, episode she, of I show. think she should be. Yeah, I think she'll be in the next episode. So at least there's like... A female character that's not Hattie. Super excited to see what how they write her. Crazy. We're looking forward to be let down. It's could be worse. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that she comes across like very sympathetic mm-hmm. to me, but that's because I'm a well, godless heathen. So <laughs> I think too, even if she was kind of bleh, we kind of need a bleh character in between Buck and Rayford we've and how weird a, they are. Man, we've got like, a buffer. If them. they wrote the world's worst female character but somehow it was just because she was boring it would be like mana upon our yeah it'd be like actually thank you for this gift instead of like making her like weird and shrill or like constantly crying or something she has like no depth but thankfully it's not you know she's not talking about getting scoops and shit like that yeah yeah she's not buck and that's what the most important thing is yeah so i think this is the uh Officially, the Christian fiction zone of of trying to trick you into being a Christian. Oh yeah, they're really starting to lay it on, and I, and in fact, I feel like there are like straight up parts of the book that are like kind of written in a way to like pitch the reader, totally, like to be like, won't you pray like now, like almost, yeah, because I think like, when they get saved, they literally like go through, yeah, like the this prayer. is what happens, like this is how you do it, right, right, because you know earlier Rafe was like, wait, I thought we were Christians because of blah 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 blah. I guess we'll have to figure it out. Um, so yeah, my memory is it's it could be read as an instruction manual because mm. they, you know, and that being said, they are being instructed and they have like, I don't know the fuck this is. So if they were going through a, a legit uh, conversion experience, a, a saved experience, then it'd probably happen that way. But we know what you're doing. You're trying to trick us. You're trying to freaking trick us. But we'll see what happens when we get there. Yeah. Um, I assume that's going to be in another episode of two or two of our show. I'm hoping Chloe's in the next episode. I think she will be. I I do. It is really funny that, like, I keep, like, reading this chapter and being like, oh, it's kind of boring. But then there's, like, so much to talk about. Yeah. Because, like, everything is insane in these books. Like. We're still in the stand version of everything. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the description of how fucked up New York is of, like, oh, yeah, there is a million trains that crashed into one another. There's, like, all these cars. There's, like, you know, subway zones they would have been able to use, but that's just where they put in the crane to move cars. Uh, it, it's it, it's interesting. And they don't go as deep as I would like. They should. Um, but neither did the stand. So what are you going to do? Um, I mean, the stand was kind of cool because didn't the stand do the whole thing where they, like, kind of zoomed in on different people dying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought that was really sick. Right. Like, these aren't main <laughs> characters. This is just an interim just, chapter where people, all these people die. Just showing you the, the yeah, array of human life. Yeah. Falling apart. Um, that's the end of chapter seven. Jennifer, any final thoughts? I, I just, again, I, I keep thinking about the whole like fake Christian thing and the way things are framed in this. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I could talk about that a long time and like, I don't mind if it's slightly boring because I find it so fascinating just to to peel back those layers of like, what are we supposed to take away from Yeah, like, what are you actually saying here? Exactly. (laughs) Um, I'm super excited to hopefully hear back from some listeners about whether they learned about salvation in their churches. Um, That's one nice thing about doing this uh, every other week. Yes. We do have a week to get uh, feedback. To absorb, yeah, Mm -hmm. what people are saying. And it gives me, because like, 
I mean, I, I imagine at some point we'll probably move to weekly, but like, it's kind of like reading this book. I don't know. I, there's a lot on my brain, like, and then doing the notes for it. Cause I always end up like researching something horrible. Yeah. Like, as it goes along with this. So, yeah. um, I, I definitely, oh, you know what? One thing I read this week that wasn't what? like fully connected, but Tim and Beverly LaHaye wrote a book called The Act of Marriage about sex. Hell yeah. All right. Well, eventually we'll have to launch we a Patreon and, do, and cover that book. Do you know what's fucked up? Is yeah. that like, it's obviously like not good, but it, it some of it's like kind of good though. Basically, oh, Tim Hayes, you've got to eat pussy. I mean, kind of. It, oh, what's up? Like he's basically like, you should make sure she's wet. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was actually like really shocked at like. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of like weirdest like gender essentialism and sure. stuff, but I was pleasant. Surprised? So, hashtag. So I, guess, I guess Tim and Beverly Hay were just banging it out until he died. Well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, uh, erotic king out there in hell. But, yeah, he's uh, dead now, so. Cool. Well, you can find us at Tribulation uh, Trib Farce Pod on Twitter. That's typically the best way to McFrickin' um, uh, uh, tell us. Yes. Things we have an email, but I just kind of forgot about it. I like the Twitter better, honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna check it right now. We got anything? Nope, just Twitter saying. But you if you want to email us, you can. Yeah, what is our email? Uh, <laughs> it is <clears throat> tribulationfarce at gmail dot com. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Because not everyone uses uh, Twitter, so yes. if you want to email, it is yet again tribulationfarce at gmail dot com. You can follow me at Tim Lanning on Twitter. You can follow Jennifer Cheek at Jennifer Cheek. <laughs> Is there anything else specifically you want to lift up? Uh, well, I would just say keep an eye on the skies. And by that, I mean our Twitter account. Because we are going to launch our Patreon pretty soon. Yes, we got a very scary uh, IRS <laughs> that, email. A letter from the IRS letter. that made us uh, a very frightened. It ended up being nothing, but it was the push we needed to be like, oh shit, we oh, gotta shit. do a Patreon for this. Yeah, because so, we wanted to have a little bit of runway. We wanted you know, either like a month or two before yeah. we launched it, and now we've hit a month in that yeah. this is, well not a month, like two months, because this is our fourth episode. Right, fourth, a month of episodes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, still working on it, figure out what we I want to do. I need to review do. it. And uh, like we, I think we've mentioned, uh, the vibe is more of a uh, it's like a mix of the Tribulation Farce Patreon, but it's also going to be the Tim and Jennifer right. content emporium. So it's probably going to be shit like oh, maybe talking about the new season of Westworld that's coming out. Right. Like that's happening. Uh, like whatever. Yeah. What I feel like it, I could see it very much being what TV shows are we watching and talking about that, but also – Dear listeners, I really want to make Tim watch bad lifetime Tim watch bad lifetime movies for the Patreon. And that yeah. is my goal. When basically Tim convinced me to do the Patreon by saying, You can make me watch bad lifetime movies on this. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, you've convinced me. Right. So hopefully there'll be some good content uh on that. We'll start uh getting that going in the background so keep an eye out from yep. when we launch our patreon but you just keep doing you uh take care of yourselves out there research local abortion funds and yeah. activism take uh, care of each other in these fucking terrible times very true watch out for local elections things yes. are going to get yes. very fucky even more fucky uh planned parenthood most likely has enough money so yes. donate to abortion funds instead and figure out what you can do at your local community to make sure that people don't die. 
Because it is that serious. <laughs> it's no joke. It super is, actually. This is going to kill a lot of people. So I don't cry. <laughs> yes. A lot of people are going to die because of the Roe versus Wade shit. Anyways. <laughs> oh, boy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>